Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Coaches. I enjoy talking with authors, writers, editors, publishers, and creative souls about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Victoria Sexton is a financial coach, the best-selling author of Effortless Money, How to Align Your Wealth and Your Woo, (laughs) and uh, she is the founder of Align Wealth Coaching and the host of, (laughs) and I love the title of your podcast, by the way, the (laughs) Don't Play With Trash. (laughs) I just love that. Anyways, so after spending years of working with finance and still not feeling confident about her money, she discovered her own secret sauce. She's a straight talker who loves a money mindset makeover and developing financial strategies. Victoria, I am so geeked about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling you and I are going to really expand some mindsets and hopefully help some individuals with their relationship with money. (laughs) How are you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited to be here and, and excited to be included amongst a group of other authors. That's really exciting for me. Um, yeah, because effortless money was actually my first book. So, um, for me, I feel like, uh, still like a baby author. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Cause I saw on your website, you have, Well, one, you have courses on your website, but also you have a, oh, I just lost the title of it. It included six steps to to money management or money mindsets. So, and your website is well written. (laughs) So you're a writer. Well, thank you for including me in the club. (laughs) Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, come aboard. (laughs) We're all a little goofy here. So um, one question, you brought up your book. And one question that I really wanted to ask you was, is when you sat down to write your book, because your, your focus is on finances and setting up those financial strategies for people. When you wrote your book, what was the process that you, you know, that worked best for you? Well, what what happened when I sat down to write my book was I actually never intended to write a book, but I just felt like I had, I had so much to say and, um, I'm a former financial advisor. So I've been like helping people with their money for a while now, not only like doing coaching, but also advising and people will come in and talk with me about, um, their money concerns. And they would say things like, I just don't understand why I can't make another $10,000 a year, or I just don't understand why, um, this isn't working or that isn't working. And what I found was it all started with mindset. It, it all started with their beliefs and that, um, you know, as I was talking with these clients, they would say, oh, well, um, my, my dad never made more than $50,000 a year or whatever it was. And it mm-hmm. became ingrained in them. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, I have to, to tell people this because this is the first step before anything else, before like financial planning and you get into your Roth IRA and blah, blah, blah. It's like your, goes back to your belief systems and, um, really, like your value, um, of, um, your sense of worth of yourself, like all of that, but it all starts with your belief system and your money mindset. So I totally geeked out in my book, but I found that, um, I, I would get weirded out. I'd sit down to write and I would get weirded out and, and it was really a struggle and I was on the struggle bus and I, I started just taking my phone outside to my porch and I would have a cup of tea and I would talk to myself on voice to text 
Oh, right. And I, and I would have a topic and I would blah, blah, blah. I, Cause as you could tell, I don't have a problem talking. <laughs> so, so I would just talk it out and then I would take that inside and then I would make sure all the words were correct. And then I'd move on to the next section. So really that that's what worked for me. I know some people get really prolific when they sit in front of a computer and the words just come to them. Sometimes I feel like that's a little bit too cumbersome for me, especially since I'm a fast talker. So it's like, I can't, I can't keep up with the typing. So that really helped me to have a tool that I could just talk into it. And then it would uh, magically record the words. <laughs> Beautifully transcribe. And hopefully your words look like words that you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you have to look at it afterwards to make sure it's, uh, <laughs> it all makes sense. Because I've done that, you know, when I'm driving, um, because uh, I live in a camper. I travel in the winter months. Uh, this will be my fourth winter doing that. And when I'm pounding down the highways, sometimes content will come to me. And so I'll dictate, well, I'm, I'm driving down the road and I'm talking into my cell phone that's sitting on my console. And the, the thing is, is I can't go back and read it till I stop. You know, it's not right. like I'm going to scroll through what I'm driving to go, God, that would be horrible. <laughs> I'd, I'd be one of those people you'd see on the six o'clock news, <laughs> you know, crazy redhead flips camper and truck. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So then of course I forget about it. And then when I go to apply it to the content of the book, I'm like, the goat what (laughs) goat where did it come from or really weird you know it just says so I'm glad that it worked for you it doesn't necessarily for me but uh so do did you do journaling at all or or was that not something that uh was a tool that you used yeah I'm a big I am a big journaler and so I find that every day. Um, I have a lot going on in my head. (laughs) That's just one of those people. So I use journaling to help like clear all the thoughts. Um, and that was one of the ways it, um, really helped me develop my outline at first was, um, I started journaling and I thought, well, what, what kind of outline makes most sense? And, um, but I found that sometimes, again, sometimes it's, I just find that it's like it, when you're writing a lot that, you know, oh, hand cramp or whatever it is <laughs> for me, I was like, wow, this, these are a lot of words to um, put on the paper. <laughs> so I just had to find different ways that worked for me, but I thought the journaling itself um, and especially using journal prompts, they were great ways to come up with different ideas when I found that I just didn't have anything to say. Yeah. Journal prompts are wonderful because they take you out of your, the mindset that you're in unless, um, or was I going to say, unless you're um, using prompts that are focused on, on what it is you're trying to accomplish. But for the most part, a lot of journal prompts will pull you out of that the thought pattern that you got kind of looping and get you on a whole different creative expansion. And so then when you were writing in your journal, then you probably had the, whoa, <laughs> that's got to go in my book kind of moments and probably draw, you know, the like a star or a light bulb or something <laughs> next to it or an exclamation point like, hey, this remember this spot. Yeah, absolutely. I find that um, my journal is the one thing that some days I just schlep it with me wherever I go, because I find that it's so handy to have something that I can write down all the thoughts that are going on in my head. And sometimes um, I just need to connect the dots in, in regards to all the things going on in my head. And I'll just, I'll realize, oh, that thing that I was talking about yesterday that actually relates to the thing from the other day. And um, that's another way that I kind of put it all together with the journaling. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It helps us to, 
to put what's rattling around and looping in our minds and and so that we can look at it and be able to put it into some kind of relation to the other thoughts that we've had. So um, let's kind of hit on money just a little bit, because one of the things that you, you, well, I hear, and I'm assuming you hear it a whole lot more than I do, is, you know, we're taught to fear money or we're taught that lack versus abundance. So is that something you hear a lot of? Am I wrong in that whole concept? No, you're not wrong at all. And um, here's the interesting thing about money, especially when you're talking about your mindset, it's all in your head literally. (laughs) Right. So, so the things that are happening, like they're literally in your head and, um, they are not, you can say they're not always the reality of how things are, but they're your reality. Right. So, um, what I found is that a lot of people have taken from either like their childhood or experiences, things that were impactful to them, either, you know, good or bad. And they are using that as sort of a basis for how they're dealing with money now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are doing things out of fear. Like, I mean, I will just use right now as an example, uh, my clients that I'm talking with right now, they're uncertain of what's going to happen in the future. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, there, you know, the, the conversations that we're having are around fear and our money and how we, and on my end, what I'm talking with them about is how we cannot, how we cannot base all of our decisions with our money on fear because we'll make bad choices. Yes. Agreed. And you're, oh, wow. You brought up something that is so important because you're right with everything that's going on. And the news is so full of fear. You go on to Facebook and it's chaos and fear and and you will do and and you know and I will not do. And you know, there's just so much um imbalance. Mm that we are continuously absorbing, whether it's in a basic conversation with somebody we work with, somebody, you know, we happen to see in the grocery store, or if we see it online, or, you know, see it on the television. So without giving away any secret sauce or any anything, what is something that we can do to kind of take a step back, take a, take a breath and go, okay, I don't have to fear money. I don't have to feel fear my financial situation because I am going to fill in the blank. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm actually, and it's interesting that we're talking about this now because I'm actually, I'm running a challenge right now called make your money magical. Ooh. And I use right. It sounds I like fun. It. <laughs> I, and I unicorns. Use, that's right. I do have a unicorn headband oh, that I wear, it's and nice. like it's all sparkles and unicorns. And the reason I did that was because when money becomes something that's really serious and like you know, kind of cringy and something that we fear, um, it's really hard for us to get creative about making our money. You know, I, I really love a good revenue stream. (laughs) I love creatively coming up with ways to make money, but all of that is blocked if you're in a sense of fear. And so that's one of the reasons why I was like, I'm going to do this challenge and it's just going to be fun. And it's just, we're going to talk about mindset and we're going to talk about how not to get trapped in that. And if I could give you one little nugget, I would say that when we decide, like truly decide that we are not going to be ruled by fear, that, that our money is going to be different for us going forward, or we're going to feel more 
prosperous or abundant or whatever going forward, there's something really special that happens in the deciding and, um, that if we can continue to lean into that, then, um, I find that there's really something very special that happens in relation to our money. And, um, I love, um, money mantras and abundance affirmations and things like that because we're constantly like reaffirming to ourselves what it is that we really want. So, and as writers here, I mean, we can get really creative with <laughs> what we're going to tell ourselves, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, have people should have some fun with it. Use, you know, come up with your own affirmations that you're going to repeat during the day. And lately for me, <laughs> because you're right. Everything is doom and gloom lately. Um, yeah. I need a lot of them. <laughs> I need a lot of affirmations throughout the day that help. They're going to help lighten things up. Yes. And well, and we're coming into the holiday season, which is not easy for a lot of people. Um, for so many different reasons. I mean, more reasons than you and I want to count or even go into. I mean, and money is one of those big topics. You know, how am I going to buy Christmas presents? Oh, here comes winter. How am I going to pay the heat bill? And, you know, so then it, it, you start looking at, you know, okay, am I robbing, you know, Peter to pay Paul or, you know, it's like, who's, who's piggy bank am I going to shake loose? (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, I like the affirmation idea. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll just, I'll give you a quick example of this. Um, my stepson blew up the transmission of his vehicle. And so that was another $3,000. So I went down (laughs) all the way down the rabbit hole and I was like, $3,000. And where are we going to come up with that now? And like the holidays are coming. And, ah, right. And, um, and my husband says to me, I think you should read your own book. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, dang. He has a point. And so I just decided, I was like, I can't, I can't continue with this. And I have to lighten things up and I have to get more creative. Right. Because there's two sides of money. There's your income and your expenses. And if my expenses are going crazy, I need to come up with more income. So for me, that's like, how do I get more creative? And what's interesting is since I did that, so many interesting things have popped up. Like I had a friend call me today and she said, do you want to run a workshop with me on planning for next year? And then I had someone else who called and asked if. Um, I wanted to include one of my classes in, you know, on her um, offering that she's offering. So it's really interesting when we shift our mindset to things are possible, things, it is possible that things can be different rather than getting stuck in a loop. Um, Interesting things pop up and it's hard to explain. I think it's a little like mystical, magical myself, but um (laughs) But yeah, any, I think any way we can not stay stuck in that loop of, I can't afford this. How am I, I, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to come up with this money? And like, literally everybody has been there, but I think the more that we can, um, shift out of that and try to just come up with creative ideas, um, we can see, it's like, you could see the forest for the trees, you know, you can see Um, oh, there's the solution here. Taking that step back, kind of reset yourself, just kind of get right back into out of quote unquote, the mindset of, oh God, what am I doing now? Right, right. (laughs) Or or the other words that I won't say. (laughs) (laughs) You did what? You blew up the what? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a, that was a big bummer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I, 
and again, I I love the the title of your book, How to Align Your Wealth and Your Woo. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about is aligning with our woo. Is um is there more to the the wooiness that that you uh apply to um you know, the voodoo that you do. (laughs) Oh, yes. I mean, we can get so into the woo. Yes. There's so much into the woo. And I actually, I did this really fun class that was just, it was just fun. I'm like, I just want to put something together. that's super fun because I've been working on really nerdy financially stuff for a while. And so I put together a class called crystals for wealth and it's, yeah, it's just fun. It's like, okay, which crystals are good for wealth and money and prosperity? And then how do I use crystals? And so I definitely like, there's a lot of woo. You can go a lot of different places oh, with yeah. this, but I think what is good to know about the woo is that you can get as woo as you want to, or as little as you want to. And then it's, this is all stuff that can be used to support you and your life and your goals. So, um, yeah, go crazy with it. Like there's no rules. No, no, there really aren't because what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. What really resonates with me, you're sitting back going, yeah, what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I love that you you went into the whole um, woo with crystals because that is one of my um, one of the things that I'm really into and and find interesting is you know the vibrational properties of you know like selenite selenite's a great one for clearing and harmonizing and citrine is a good one for for a i got person. my citrine on today yes yeah. i know <laughs> <laughs> i was like we're gonna be talking about money i need to put my citrine on yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and see, like normally i have a bunch of rings on but i have to take them off when i'm recording the podcast because i'm a hand talker and so what happens oh, you yeah. hear my rings tink 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 and when you know when you're sitting here watching it's like oh that's that's what the noise is but when you're in the car and you're listening to this over your speaker system you're like what is that ungodly noise (laughs) you know (laughs) it's like the clock in the background going tick 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 (laughs) I love that I love yeah so I'm I'm into the crystals I think you can meditate about your money I think you can do just about any kind of spiritual thing that you want to with your money because again it's like it's you and it's all in your head and it's tools that support you so um i say you know just go crazy with it and see see what resonates with you cuz I, I know some some things some techniques i've heard of i'm like no that doesn't resonate with me so you <laughs> kind of have to figure out what works for you you know like Okay, so I'm not saying where I got this from. So the other day, somebody somebody shared with me, um, oh, you got to check out so-and-so on, and she's doing some stuff on Facebook. And so one morning I woke up and, and loops, thoughts that I didn't want to have were looping in my mind. So I just, you know, I quick went to Facebook, found, found the scale stuff, and one of the things that, you know, when you're half asleep and you just catch something and <laughs> it makes you go, what? She said something about shaving. Shave your legs, shave your pits. When you shave, you are cleaning and you are shaving away your financial blocks. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I know that every woman <laughs> during the winter months has no money flow because of the fact that there's not very few of us who shave during the winter months. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. That is really funny. I, so I, I think that was like, yeah, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it's a great example. It didn't resonate with you, right? It resonated with your friend. She thought it was great. That's so funny. And, you know, and maybe it works for somebody, you know, I just, I, for me, I, I'm like, it's winter. I want that hair insulation <laughs> between my, my pant leg and my legs, you know? come come april or may when i might bare my legs you know because it's getting warm in the south then i might shake my legs but not in january december march so anyways now that i've told the whole you know everybody (laughs) too much information about myself oh my goodness I, I'm like I'm laughing so hard I'm crying <laughs> oh my gosh that's that is hilarious that's one of the funniest things I've heard someone say but that's very strange yeah but yeah I mean you just you made a great point that you know not everything's going to resonate with everybody and you just have to figure out what's going to resonate with you and what works for you and some some clients have had they use like, for example, they use crystals as a reminder, like they put it out on their um, bedside table or put it on their kitchen counter and they use it as a reminder. And some people are like, they're a little bit more in depth with the crystals, right? But it doesn't really matter. It's, you can use it however you want. Yes. And, and again, it is, all in what resonates with you because some people are like hardcore you know i have to have my amethyst i have to have my rose quartz or or i won't feel love and um you know like uh tiktok is been doing uh there's stuff going on about different crystals and and um a friend of mine owns a store that has uh she sells crystals and gemstones and i'm a very good client of hers (laughs) (laughs) you know teenagers come in looking for carnelian because it's supposed to work with the lower chakras well it's red so yeah that's you know the lower creativity chakras and blah 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 but somebody on tiktok told them that that is a uh sexual in a a tractor for sexual whatever (laughs) of course you know Hmm. when i heard that i'm like going that's interesting that's not the meaning i heard for carnelian (laughs) seriously yeah yeah that's interesting so again, it, like you said, you have to go with what resonates with you. You can read all the books. You can go online and, you know, or or to different outlets, you know, whatever media outlets. And if it doesn't resonate with you, then say, okay, not for me and move on. Don't force yourself to believe that this is how it has to be because, yeah, no, we'd, you know, we'd be all shaving our legs in January. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that just... is so funny. <laughs> I will I... never forget that, by the way. <laughs> I guess one way for us to, you know, keep up with shaving our legs in the winter, but yeah, no, <laughs> I'm still not doing it. Oh my gosh, so funny. But anyways, so in, in a, and my assumption is, is that how a lot of your customers, your clients, um, you share with them is, you know, these are my recommendations, but if it doesn't resonate with you, then let's explore something else. So, yeah, that's so I, yeah. And I work with clients on a number of different things. You know, my book, I talk a lot about the mindset and the woo, but like I, have a really strong financial background and I work, I've worked in finance for a really long time. So, um, I also know that like, it's really good to have an actual like plan, (laughs) plan that you're going to follow. It's good to, um, you know, it's good to take action (laughs) because most of us know what we're supposed to do, but we don't actually do it. So, um, I, and, I think that's where the woo comes in. Any way you can support yourself in taking these action steps that that's what you should do. Um, because 
uh, you know, your life, your money can be anything you want it to be. And just like, you know, you're traveling in the winter, like definitely there, there are people who right now they're listening. They're like, oh man, I wish I could do that. And that's their goal, you know, or someone else has a a goal of, um, doing something else. That's really lofty. Um, you can make that happen if that's really what you set your mind to and you take action. Both of them are equally important. Right. And my, my purpose is much different than other people's. And um, the benefit I have is I'm a virtual assistant. I work by computer. As long as I have a cell signal, I can work anywhere. And so that is something that, like you said, I made the decisions and put things in place so that I was able to have a little more freedom than most people, you know, have. Um, And again, with the whole COVID thing, and how it really shifted everything for a lot of office people who ended up working from home. You know, from what I understand, there's a fair number who are like, this is pretty nice. I'll stay working for you, but I want to do it here. I don't want to go back to the office. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But you brought up something and, and, and it was a question that came to me um, before we hopped on, on the interview was there's this concept and, and my assumption is a lot of women fall into this I don't want to say trap because it's not a trap. It's uh, because, well, it could be because you could climb out of it. But this whole idea of waiting for somebody to save us or or that somebody else can take care of our money. And I'm sure that's something that you, yeah, I, I'm sure that's something you come across a lot is uh, how common is it? This is so common. And I could talk about this until my voice goes out because um, most of my clients are women. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Statistics show we live longer than men. Right. So we live longer than men. And yet we have our man control Mm -hmm. our money. So there are other statistics that have shown that men are primarily taking care of the household money. Um, And I think that as a couple, you can do whatever you like, certainly. But as I'm talking more with more and more clients and more and more women who are finding that maybe they're in the process of getting a divorce, maybe they're in the process of you know, big life changes, and they have no idea what their financial situation is because their man has taken care of their money. I think that there are certain things that you can do that your future self will thank you for. And part of that is being invested in your money. So yeah, your dude can be the number one person who's doing it. That doesn't mean that you don't, you have to like balance a checkbook or do whatever, but what I'm saying is knowing even how many accounts you have, because I've talked with a, la- a lot of ladies that are like, I don't know. I don't know how many accounts we have. I'm like, you should know. You yeah. should know. You should have passwords. You should be taking an active role in your money um, because of the fact that at some point in time, you're going to be the primary person to do it. Right. So if there's no other situation, if there's no other reason, that is a really good reason. But also, like, I'm just going to say it, stuff happens, right? Yes. And we need to make sure that we are prepared. And so taking a solid interest in your money and having an understanding of how much money you have in the bank, how much money you have in retirement, how much is coming in and going out the door, um, that's like a little gift to yourself, right? And um yeah, I talked to so many women and they just don't know they're, they don't have really 
a solid idea of what their financial situation is. Interesting. And I'm sure your book will help them. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get that insight and, and, and so forth. So when it came to like editing your book, um, was that an easy process for you or, or was it one of those that you're reading through, you know, your transcribed stuff going, how did I get a goat in my <laughs> Right. Well, I, um, I thought the editing was by far the worst part, <laughs> oh, no. right? Like, um, because I would look at my writing, like I, I finished writing everything first. And then I went back and looked at it again. And then I kind of said to myself, you know, like, oh crap, this was not, these are not the words that I meant to say. How do I say the right words? And I'm sure that like every, every person who's written something, they go through this where it's like, that's not, that's not the meaning I wanted to convey. How do I reword this? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was the hardest part. And I did use a professional editor to edit it because I was, I just felt like I was like, I, I literally need a professional to look at this. (laughs) I need a professional to help me because I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, so yeah, I think I read through it like three times before I gave it to the editor. Um, but for me, that was the most challenging part, just making sure that the tone that I wanted to convey, Mm -hmm. which was, um, warm and friendly and not scary that I wanted to make sure like, that's really a thing, right? I wanted to make sure that that tone was conveyed throughout the book. And so making sure that aligned with the words that I was saying, that was more of a challenge than I thought it was going to be. I can, well, and since, you know, you started off the podcast questioning whether or not you're a writer or, or stating that you, you know, you're debating whether or not you're a writer and you're a writer. Um, <laughs> well, you know, that is one thing. Jeez. Oh, oh, I can't even tell you how many years ago, definitely over 20 years ago, I took I've always been into writing it's something that I've done it's it's natural to me I mean I started uh, typing I I borrowed my mother's typewriter quote unquote <laughs> when did I, you ever give it back <laughs> no I used it without permission I'll, okay and I would because it was uh she kept it in the basement And so I would go down there and I would take paper and I would use the used carbon paper that tells you how old I am. (laughs) And I would use the used carbon paper and I would stack a couple of sheets of paper with carbon between and I would type out like the family newspaper or I'd write stories and stuff like that. When I was, I started doing that, like when I was about eight years old, mom and I for, for a book that I had written and for a workshop that I had done, I needed to know about how old I was. And we both think or I was about eight or nine years old. So I've been writing for a long time. But anyways, I I took this writing class because I wanted to get into writing novels. And um this this gal was hosting it at a at a store that I you know was familiar with, and I thought. I'm going to do this. So I took the class and it was really interesting because she started it off saying, everybody say I'm a writer. And so she went around the room and said, you know, say your name and I'm a writer. And when it came to my turn, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm Cindy coaches. I'm a writer. And she's like, you're a what? I'm a writer. She's like, you're a what? And she kept saying that to me over and over until I was boisterous and saying, I am a writer with confidence and with that, you know, that boost of energy behind it to make that claim. And, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. And it is something that even though 
you know, my English teachers loved me in high school and you know, my college professor loved me because I, I love to write. I'm the adjective queen. I can describe the things <laughs> a little more than I probably should. And yet I still struggled with that whole concept of I'm a writer. And that is something that I'm trying to, in, in the community that I'm building, is to, you know, help people stand up and say, yep, I'm a writer and I'm good. <laughs> I love that. So go ahead. <laughs> Come on, Victoria. What are you? <laughs> I'm Victoria Sexton and I am a writer. Yay! <laughs> and that will be in the podcast for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I may even put a little that little clip but right at the front end. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, too funny. So then when it came to publishing and it was was that a little easier process then for you to publish the book and and what about marketing <laughs> how see to me marketing is my where i where i flounder like you know a fish out of water yeah marketing is uh yeah it's interesting um <laughs> um so to answer your first question about publishing so um, I had, my first intent was that I was going to self-publish and, um, someone was kind of helping me self-publish. And then I realized, and you're going to love this. So then I realized, um, that like there was a situation that kind of went awry with the person who was trying to help me self-publish. And there was a question about like, oh, well, I have an ISBN and you can publish under my ISBN. And I was like, well, no, why would I do that? Well, then you could publish under an Amazon ISBN. And I'm like, no, why would I do that? So of course I am feisty. And so I just, I went on to Bowker and I was like, I'm just going to buy 10 ISBNs and I'm going to get the barcode and I'm going to do this. Right. And so I, I did that. And then I go to myself, holy cow, I'm a publisher. And it was interesting, <laughs> right? Because I was like, and as I was doing the title page, I was like, oh, snap. Okay. So I have to say who the publisher is. And, um, and then my, my company is Align Wealth Coaching. And I was like, it's Align Publishing. And yes. yes, so what's interesting is like, I, like, I just put together, I'll show you, I just, this is so beautiful and I'm so proud of this. I just finished, uh, published this prosperity journal Wow, and it I has cover. I know it's all, all like sparkly unicornish yes. and then it has like journal prompts and the there's gold on the page and it's like the, the paper's all pretty. Um, so like I just went and I grabbed a, one of the barcodes and ISBNs, but it was really interesting to me. I was like, wow. Okay. Not only am I an author, but now I'm a publisher. Um, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and that was the big thing for me is like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was a huge lesson because, because, you know, people talk about like getting to bestseller and I've gotten so many opinions on the bestseller thing. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going to pay for any ads because I think that, that paying for a Facebook ad is like flushing your money down the toilet. Like I have no idea what that gets me. Right. And so I thought I'm just going to use every channel I have to tell people about my book. And what was interesting was, um, like, I didn't really know how it went with Amazon. Like once you like kind of press the button and it gets published and, and so I picked a launch day and then by the end of the day, like I want to say it was like 4 PM, like there were no stats that showed up and I was like, nobody bought the book. Oh my God. <laughs> right. And like, and I didn't realize that like, it takes a while, right. For sometimes it to come up. And so my husband's like, 
I'll take you to Olive Garden and you can have as many breadsticks as you want. <laughs> so, so I was like, thank you. <laughs> Listen, my carbs, my carbs helped me. And then I get home and I like, I checked again and I, I go, I go, honey, does this say what I think it says? And it said bestseller in both categories. Whoa. And, and I was like, oh my gosh. And so the lesson to me was I, I posted or I went live or I did something every day to tell people that I have this book coming out mm-hmm. and I didn't need to pay for ads, but it was exhausting talking about the book every day, but it was a lesson for me. Cause I was like, oh, wow, this is marketing, right? This is, yeah. this is how you get the word out. And so as much as I do not like, as much as I don't like marketing, um, you know, it was, it was a big lesson to me. I was like, if I want to use the network that I have mm-hmm. to tell them about this new sparkling, wonderful thing that I have, I have to use my voice and say it every day because social media is so busy and yeah. my email list, like half of them probably didn't read it. Right. Cause they were busy with something else. Right. So it's like that marketing piece to me is really fascinating. Cause it's like, you can say the words, Hey, I published a book like 20 times. And there's going to be someone who goes, Oh my gosh, did you publish a book? What? Like, exactly. So it was all just a giant education to me. And, um, yeah, it's been really interesting. And yeah, the marketing is by far, I think, the worst part. And, you know, after I'm rolling in fat stacks someday, I will pay somebody gladly to do the marketing. But for now, you know, I am the marketing person and she does a mediocre job. <laughs> hey, if you did best selling, you didn't do just mediocre. You did, you know, a little bit too above that. <laughs> that is awesome. Congratulations. And, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, one of the one of the things I always say is when you're obsessively focusing on something, what happens? We put a block out and your husband took you out for some carbs and you came back <laughs> because you let it go. You what did right. you do when you were at, you know, at the restaurant, you sat and you talked, you let go, you well attempted to let go of what was going on back on, you know, on the internet and you had fun you got your mind yeah. off of it. And so then that abundance can roll in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's like, I think sometimes people think that like I sit on a lily pad or something and just, and like have no stress about this stuff, but like I work on all of this myself. So I you know, I, everything that I tell people to do, I do it too. Yes. Well, in like your podcast, my assumptions, like me, I'm a one woman show. I record it, I edit, I, you know, do the clip art for it and, and broadcast it. And, you know, I don't have a staff behind me, you know, I don't have the fancy equipment, you know, I have a microphone, but the crazy thing one time it hooks up to my computer, the next time it doesn't. And, you know, so I have found that it's less frustrating for me to not use the microphone that I have. And, you know, and even at that, it's not like the Yeti or whatever it is. No, wait, is Yeti? Yeti is a coffee mug thing. No, it's a the blue yeti is a mic. Okay, blue yeah. yeti. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not off my rocker. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I I I'm doing this the best that I can for right now and down the road. That's my intent. Is you know when I'm not I'm I'm in an well, it's not aluminum. It's it's uh the siding is just plastic but you know I'm in a little box you know it's eight feet wide and 22 22 foot long you know so I know the sound echoes I've had a couple of people say you know tell me little whatever's about the recording and it's like yeah 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> I can't do anything about it right now. I'm not going to go rent a studio, you know, at each stop that I, you know, <laughs> right. I miss it. So yeah, we're all doing our best at every stage. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. And before we run out of time, please, please, what is your website? And again, let people know where they can find your podcast as well. Cause I love the name of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Victoria Sexton. That's S E X T O N.com. You can find my podcast, uh, which is don't play with trash. You can go to don't play with trash.com. And I'm releasing season two. I'm like releasing the Kraken, releasing season two um, <laughs> this week. And it's going to be even more um, less trashy. Um, so I'm talking about like why you're broke. Like what what is happening in the world today like that is causing us as especially Americans in the middle to feel like we're really broke. So I'm talking about some really nerdy topics like inflation and real estate and what we can do to improve our situation. Wonderful. I'll definitely be listening <laughs> as I'm coming down the highways. Well, I was going to say down highway 40, but I'm not heading West. So, <laughs> or maybe I am, I don't know yet. It'll, I know when I get on the road, when I see an exit, it's like, yeah, I want to go that way. <laughs> which does drive a lot of people crazy because I don't have a plan. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a planner. I'm a planner myself. So does that make you a Gemini? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is too funny. I go by intuition and yeah. what's really funny is I will, I'll, I'll be scrolling through the apps. You know, I've got a couple of apps that I use for campgrounds and I look at the reviews and stuff and I've pulled into a couple and you know, they've had raving reviews, five star, blah, blah, blah. And I'll pull in and it's like, mm, nope, I don't feel safe here. Pull right back out <laughs> and walk back out onto the highway. I've done that a couple of different times. And one place was, it was recommended to me and they had a, uh, like a spa and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was like an upscale $50. No, it was more than that. It was, I don't remember anyways. It doesn't matter what the price was. It was expensive per night to stay there. And I was planning just to spend mm, a long weekend. And I thought, I don't fit in here. I don't want to be here. This is, these people are too judgy. And, you know, and that's my intuition telling me, mm, no, this is not the place for you. And that was after I had gone to another place that I was recommend, uh, that was recommended to me that was north of the city. And that one, I went in and I'm like, mm, nope, nope, not at all. Nope, <laughs> nope. I can't lock my camper door enough <laughs> to even feel safe. Nope, nope. I'm nope, not staying here. And then what was really cool was I found another campground. It was a state park about 40 miles south of the city. And I met the most amazing couple and it was just so cool. And it was the first time I ever experienced um, what she coined the phrase as poopsicles. It's when, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love the expression on your face. <laughs> so what happened was the temperature had dropped and uh, everything froze. We had snow on the ground. I was in Oklahoma and we woke up to a couple of inches of snow on the ground. No big deal for me. I'm from Michigan. Yay. Okay. Whatever. I was hoping to avoid it. I didn't. Oh, well. And, but it was really cool because the Canadian geese were all over and, and that was pretty cool. And the, the funny thing was, is the daytime temperatures didn't get warm enough really to thaw 
any of my gray or my black tanks, my water tanks, because you have two tanks on a camper. You have your gray water and your black water. And the black water is, you know, the toiletry. And so I had to leave and I knew I was going to be traveling for a long distance while well, you always empty because who wants to carry all this weight that's going to slosh around. And so I go to and she's she had warned me that I probably have poopsicles and I went to empty my tanks and nothing moved and I was standing out in the <laughs> out by the dump station roaring with laughter going yep she was right (laughs) (laughs) that's funny and it took four days for my my tank to 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 thaw out enough that i could empty it wow yeah because i not and i did go south but the cold front was down south as well so it was just kind of it was funny the (laughs) The things you learn on pen to paper press podcast (laughs) oh my god we talked about crystals (laughs) and popsicles (sighs) and the fact that you guessed that i'm a gemini that is wild (laughs) (laughs) my stepmom's a gemini so i figured yeah, and she has some of the same uh, woo-woo-y traits of <laughs> intuition. Um, well, she's she's the type of person where, and she said this before, she was like, if you were to suggest to me, hey, let's go to Mexico, I would say, give me five minutes and we're out the door. So, <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so she has that same kind of um, personality where she's just ready. She's ready. Let's do it. there was a period in my life where I was the control freak and everything had to be in alignment every you know all the dots had to be you know placed perfectly where they belonged and and the lines on the t's had to be you know perfectly horizontal and and I was very much a perfectionist and I'm not really sure what broke it well a divorce definitely broke that. And then five years later, uh, my ex-husband passed away. And that really just kind of like, wow, why am I, why am I so worried about everything being perfect? Because life is not perfect. And then of course I'm raising, you know, two teenage boys and, and so forth. And yeah, no, life is, life is imperfectly imperfect. and. And you gotta, you gotta laugh, you gotta play, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with her. <laughs> Trip, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> clean change of underwear, a bra, another pair of blue jeans, maybe two shirts. You know, <laughs> driver's license. Well, if you're going to Mexico, you need a passport. So I'd have to have five minutes for the, you know, to get the passport out of where it's at. But, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm right there. You're ready. I'm ready. Well, hell right now. All I have to do, literally, all I'd have to do is move my TV off the stand, put the plants that I have on my table under the table. And pretty much that would be it and hook up my truck and I'd be on the road. And then you're ready. I love it. I could be mobile in less than 30 minutes with everything that I've got. And I've been hunkered down here since May. So of course I got everything out, but the fastest that I've had to leave and be on the road it and being somewhat mobile ready, you know, I, the, the longest part is raising up the uh stabilizers because i got four stabilizers down and i got a hand crank those so but that's a whole different story for another day (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is about you and your book and and your publishing company how cool is that victoria so what are your your plans with your publishing company (laughs) well um well I actually decided that 
I'm going to, I, so I love paper. I don't know if you like paper. (laughs) I love paper. And so I started putting together and I'll show you, um, like abundance affirmations and these fun little tins and the paper is thick and the paper is like really, um, what's the word where it's like thick and glossy and stuff like that. And so I was thinking about the other day and I'm like, it would be so much fun if in addition to writing books about money and stuff like that, that I just have a line of things that are like they're paper products and they're fun and they're inspiring and they are uplifting. And so that's something that I'm going to be getting into more and more, more things like the journals, um, that I feel like they can really help people Mm -hmm. kind of talk through some of the stuff that's going on with their money, but it's pink and sparkly and, (laughs) and it's not scary. Right. Right. So it's, so it's a little bit different than your normal, um, then your normal, like self-help finance book, you know? So I think that's, I think I'm going to be doing more of that in the future. Oh my God. I love it because you're right. A lot of financial books, it's, they're either white with a green font or they're somehow green is involved because green is that abundance and go and, you know, it has that charismatic, you know, whatever essence around it. And I love that it's pink and it's purple and it's gold and it's glittery. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun and money should be fun and playing with, you know, the ideas, being playful with it. I love that because you know what happens when we have fun? We're not stressed. I know, right? We're not worried about the mortgage payment. We're not worried about you know, how am I going to pay the electric bill or, you know, oh my God, you know, my, my stepson killed the transmission. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And I think it's when we can stay in that, stay in that sense of fun. That's when, um, that's when our money really becomes an, a fun tool for us to use. And yeah. it's not fearful, stressful, any of those other things. So, but that's generally not how a lot of (laughs) finance professionals address money. Um, Instead, it's like very serious. It's like very male. It's very serious, save three to six months worth of living expenses, whatever. So, and then, and then like, there's me with my unicorn headband and like sparkles and yeah, pink. And so it's definitely... Sorry about that. No, no worries. No worries. <laughs> I have no idea who's trying to call me this late at night, but <laughs> I'll I'll cut that part out. Okay. So okay. go back to your go back to your headband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like in my office here, so you'll love this. So I like for my challenge, I have I have my unicorn headband. But you know, um I how I approach things is a lot different than how other financial professionals approach it. And I think that we've all experienced the very seriousness of money. Like we know how serious it is, but I think that that, that level of seriousness is stressing a lot of people out. So I think if we can make it more light, more easy, more fun, tap into our own creativity that we already have, that we love using, use that as ways to bring in revenue, to make things a little bit easier on ourselves. I think that's where it's at. I think that's the most important thing we can do. I agree. Find the joy of money. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or find the blissful spot with money or for money or because of money or the blissful money. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, and I just looked at what time it is. Holy moly. Oh, so again, um, I love the name of your podcast. I just, I I love your approach to money 
because yes, you're right. It is very uh, masculine. How to do A, do B, do C, and do not skip. You know any any of the other plans. Right. And it does a one one size fits all does not work because we're all different sizes and we have all different mindsets. <laughs> right. And you have different goals than the neighbor next door. Right? right. So I think that the more, the more personal we can make our financial journey, the better, because the interesting thing is I think somewhere along the way, like personal finance became this thing where we're recommending the same advice to everybody save three to six months of worth of living expenses right you know, that sort of thing yeah it's a good idea but for some people they'll probably feel better if they have a year's worth of living expenses or for some people they would probably feel better if they instead of saving more money in their retirement if they purchased real estate you know, yes. it's so different for everybody that I think that, uh, I think that's one area the personal finance could be improved upon is just making it about the person. Yes. 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 Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> High five in you. High five. Okay. <laughs> Or fist bump, I guess fist bump is maybe the thing to do. No, it's not fist bump anymore. It's elbow bump. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know. I don't even, I'm, I'm not cool at all. So, no, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> right there with you. Alrighty. Well, thank you so, so, oh my gosh. We so have to do this again. So hurry up and write another book so I can have you on the podcast again. And Okay. I'll get right on that. <laughs> it is so good to have you here. Oh, Victoria, this has been fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been fun. I didn't think I was going to laugh this much during this interview. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. And again, for including me in the community of writers. It feels really special to be here. You are a writer. You are, you're, you're a, you're beyond a writer, sweetie. You are a best-selling author. Yay. Yes. Stay, sit up and take that. Uh, yes. That <laughs> <laughs> is so cool. Anyways, thank you so much. Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for listening to my conversation with Victoria Sexton. To access her website and purchase the book she has written, visit pentapaperpress.com backslash podcast and select the show notes page for this episode. To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the newsletter and follow this podcast on your favorite application. You are invited to share your favorite episodes with the individuals who will resonate with the content. The intention of Pen to Paper Press Podcast is to reinforce that our words have power and our stories matter. To share this important message, I created several mug designs for you to choose from with my artwork. These are perfect for enjoying your favorite beverage when listening to this podcast series. You will find an array of products available for purchase at pentapaperpress.com backslash store. Take care and until next time, keep your pen to paper and write. Your words have power. Your story matters. Bye for now.